welcome to another episode of The Room Podcast, brought to you by NewEnglandMMA.org. Please follow, share, and enjoy the show, starting right now. Joining me in the room podcast to talk about his huge opportunity fighting for the Cage Titans amateur welterweight MMA title is Brody McDougal. What's up, my friend? First time on the show, man. Pleasure talking to you and getting to know you, my man. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. I uh, appreciate the opportunity. All right, my friend. Uh, you know, you come off that last win, getting the reality welterweight amateur title there in, uh, in an armbar, first round armbar. You're getting ready for this fight. You got a title fight for Cage Titans. You got injured, man. How was that whole feeling? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a work in progress, obviously. Every time you get injured, um, you know, I was lucky it was just, just a wrist break. So, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff I was still able to do. Um, I was just in a splint, so I wasn't, you know, able to throw any punches or anything. But I was still able to, like, work out um, and at least keep myself in shape, which was nice, um, you know, especially, like, mentally. Um, I think that's the biggest thing when you're injured is like really your mental health, even more than your physical body's health. Um, cause your body can appreciate the rest. Um, but it's like, it's the mind, you know, it's like that always working towards the next thing, feeling like you're, you know, falling behind, um, that can be tough to deal with. So, yeah, I mean, just, you know, that really helped from a mental standpoint, still being able to work out, still keeping myself in, you know, good physical condition. And uh, yeah, you know, quick turnaround now, healed up, ready to go. Well, my friend, uh, like you said, you know, it's a, a, a little uh, kink kink in the, you know, the, the train rolling here. Um, you had a bunch of fights, uh, had a Muay Thai fight in there for Cage Titans, uh, won a title, you were on a roll, and then all of a sudden this happens, man. Um, you had other, you know, partners fighting on uh, cards, maybe on that same card, man. Uh, were you helping train the partners get ready for their fights? Even though you had an injured uh, hand there, could you still help them in some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of uh, facet of, uh, of the game when they were getting ready? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think I'm lucky enough to have, um, you know, lots of training partners that um, will look to me for some guidance and support, you know, and like they'll, they'll ask me, you know, questions about, their upcoming opponent and just, you know, try to get, you know, my insights on it and, you know, the way I feel about the matchups. Um, so that's nice, you know, to feel useful from that standpoint. Um, and even the same card I was actually supposed to fight um, when I broke my wrist, I was actually cornering Key Baltazar, who also um, had a title fight that night. So, you know, I was still, you know, active. I was there, you know, rolling with him, you know, helping him warm up out back. Um, and again, you know, just, doing everything that I could, you know, within the bounds of my health. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was still able to be very active as far as a teammate um, and support them as, you know, my teammates continued pursuing their goals, um, which again, you know, helped me out. Well, uh, coming off that injury, you were supposed to have another Muay Thai fight uh, in the, the last card, Cage Titans 59. That fight fell through. You can talk about how it fell through. But that was going to be a Muay Thai fight. Uh, was wh What was the decision? I mean, you're coming off this injury and you're going to take a Muay Thai fight. What was the decision to go uh, Muay Thai and not uh, directly back into MMA? Uh, my wrist just wasn't ready to go right back into MMA. Um, it felt fine in, you know, a big Muay Thai glove. Um, that was really the only way I was able to hit pads at the time. It's still... Um, the break itself was completely healed, 
Um, but I think it was the, uh, like, I don't know if it's the tendon. I'm not a doctor, you know. Uh, I don't know if it was the tendons or whatever around, you know, surrounding where it was broken um, from the actual, you know, tweak of the wrist itself. And probably more of like the sprain part um, hadn't healed fully yet. So, you know, like a little glove on, there's a lot less support. Um, so I wasn't able previous to that, been able to do any, you know, work with small gloves, um, hit mitts with small gloves. Um, and you know, like grappling was also really challenging. Um, because again, like, you know, like trying to get body locks or go for chokes, you know, all that, you know, like it's a lot of work with your wrist and like, you need that like strong support, um, from your wrist to be able to do all that. Um, so yeah, I, wasn't able to fight MMA, which is why I took that Muay Thai fight. Again, like I, as you had said previously, I felt like I, you know, was on a roll, was feeling really good. And I didn't want to take all this time off, right? Like I wanted to stay in there, make another walk, just feel the crowd, yeah. you know, and like get that. And like, I had that in me, like I wanted to fight, you know what I mean? Like I had to get in there and like get that out. Um, so when it fell through, it was, it was a real bummer. Um, I was, I was there at weigh-ins. I, I was the first one on the scale, uh, made my weight. I was eating and drinking. I called Devin. I was pumped. I was like, Hey man, like on weight, like I'm eating and drinking, like feeling great. Um, they were on their way up to Plymouth and he just said, you know, Hey man, we got bad news. Um, and it turned out that my opponent had to, you know, go to hospital um, trying to cut the last of his weight and that, that, that fight was off. Um, and you know, they, they were trying to work out something short notice, um, for that day. Um, again, they, they tried finding something MMA and I did, I wasn't comfortable doing that yet again with my wrist. Um, and the fact I had only been training for a Muay Thai yeah. fight, you know, and like, um, I fully trust my skill set by all means, but I'm not trying to give anybody, you know, any, any opportunity to get anything in on me, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, especially, especially, especially when you're on a roll, you're winning. Uh, you know, at this point, uh, you know, you're you're on the rise up. I mean, you can't take a fight just to hell to take a fight, man. Muay Thai's different, uh, but you know, MMA jumping in there unprepared and not ready for it. Uh, I don't care who you're going against. I mean, it, it's a risk, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it was it was a real bummer when that fell out. Um, but it's kind of, again, it's like really stoked that flame. And now it's like two fights that I was supposed to have that got pulled from me. So it's like, um, you know, that dog on a chain analogy right now is real. Like I'm inspiring, you know, like starting <laughs> to get really nasty. And like Devin's holding on that leash. He's like, hey, man, you know, calm down. Like these are your friends, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, what one thing I've seen from your career, bro, uh, you are, uh, you know, you are a dog off a leash in there. The American Psycho. I mean, uh, we'll talk about that and how you got that name. But, you know, before we get to this matchup, because it's a huge matchup, a huge title fight. Uh, like I said, you were busy. I think, uh, you know, 2021, you had your debut. You guys traveled to Florida, and I, I think I think you might have had a clean sweep there. or or But you went to Florida. You had your debut, MMA debut in Florida, man. What was that like, you know, fighting out of New England? Most amateur fighters in the New England area get their first fight, you know, comfortably in the neighborhood. But you went out of the neighborhood, man. Uh, you know, thinking back, how, how cool was that, you know, the start of your career? And you know, kind of uh, the success you had up until this point. Yeah, um, I think honestly, so that was a big part of the success and kind of like kickstarting it. Um, I 
I got thrown into pretty much like the most uncomfortable possible scenario for my first fight. Uh, and I like that, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not to like put myself in as like the underdog, but like I really felt like the underdog for that fight. You know, he was a purple belt in jujitsu. I had only been training six months at the time. He'd been training for like five years. Um, I'm going into his hometown. I'm, you know, I'm traveling, I'm flying. Um, and at that point I had only been on an airplane one time before <laughs> that. So like even me flying, traveling it, like I had never flown. That was a whole new experience. You have like the stress of that travel. Um, so like going through all of that, I, I also had an underlying injury at that time too. I had shoulder surgery since then. So I had a really bad torn labrum. So honestly going in that fight, we didn't even know if my shoulder was going to stay in its socket long enough for me to get through the fight. Um, so I had a lot stacked against me going into that fight, which, you know, is like made all the fights following a lot easier. Um, it's kind of like, you know, like if I was able to do that, you know, this is pretty smooth sailing, you know, locally, there's always, you know, the, the post fight or pre fight nerves. Um, and you know, like you're always going to have little jitters or whatever, but I mean, and I genuinely love doing this, you know, I love to fight. I get excited to get in there and do it so yeah i mean having the the almost what felt like the hardest possible first fight has helped me uh i think in the um how you say like the the speed of my career and kind of like the trajectory i've gone on and how i've been able to move up the ranking so quickly yeah uh you know fighting for cage titans a couple of times two ko's in those fights one muay thai one MMA, and then you get that title shot for reality against a, a game veteran in the amateur ranks. I mean, uh, uh, the dude fought everyone, uh, a lot of prospects coming up, and uh, you, I think you were fighting basically in his backyard, and you went and took that title. Uh, you've had no easy road, man, as far as, you know, uh, mentally getting prepared for these fights and physically. Like you said, you had an injury off, you know, even in that first amateur fight. Uh, you know, you break your you break your hand in uh, you know in between fights, getting ready for a, a, a title fight, and uh, you got to get you know deal with that. And you fight falls through, you got to deal with that. And now we're at that original title fight against a different opponent. But what what's cool about this opponent is he fought the dude that you were supposed to fight for that title uh, first title fight at Cage Titans, right? Uh, keepers. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's even funnier about that story, too, again, I was cornering Key Balthazar for his fight. So Ozzy was in our corner. So I don't know how familiar you are with, like, the back room situation, but, like, you know, there's not a ton of room no. back there. And we got sat right next to Ozzy. All right, so, can I can I interrupt you? For, you guys are both from New Hampshire. Did yeah. you guys know each other before uh, being sat next to it? Uh, next to each other, uh, you know, at the, the pre-fights? Not really. So I had seen him at Combat Zone. Again, we had some guys fighting on Combat Zone, and I was in the same corner for him for his debut for that. Um, so I, I, we never spoke, I don't believe, at all at Combat Zone. We ended up speaking a little bit out back at uh, the Cage Titans event when he was filling in for that uh, fight with me against Daniel Keepers. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we didn't really know each other going until we rode back there at that last cage Titans event. So, all right. So you guys are next to each other and, you know, you're not thinking anything about it. I mean, it had to be going through your mind. Hey, this is the dude, uh, he's fighting my dude. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. you, were, you were definitely interested in that fight. 
Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about it. Uh, he had a he had a great KO in that fight. Uh, you know, it went viral because you know I think he ball sacked him or something, and fucking at the end of that fight, yeah. kind of. I mean, that's not something you do, but you have uh, you have some great celebrations after you. You guys get the crowd pumping, so I'm I'm getting chills. This is an excited fight, but. Watching that fight, your eyes are focused on it because I would imagine in your mind, hey, this is probably going to be the next dude I'm fighting. Uh, whoever wins this fight, this is probably going to be my next next fight, right? What's going yeah. through your mind as this fight's happening? And, and what did you see in that fight that excites you coming up on the 22nd? Yeah, just the scraps, you know? Definitely, like, I, and, you know, we saw it out back. Like, you saw the kid hitting pads. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, he hits hard. Um you know, like he's hitting, he's hitting those pads that makes a sound, you know, like, you know, when someone can hit hard and, you know, I hit hard too. Um, so that excites me. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm looking for, you know, a tough fight here. Um, I've been wanting a tough fight for a little while now. Um, I, I honestly, I thought my reality title was going to be a pretty tough fight. Um, that guy, like you said, he was, he was game. Um, he had a lot of fights. He had a lot more experience than me. Um, and I was going in his backyard. So I thought that was going to be, um, a tough test. I ended up getting out of there pretty quickly. Um, you know, I'm hoping for, for a tough test here. You know, he's, he's Toro, he's the bull. Um, it's not hard to imagine how he got that nickname. You watch him fight, he comes forward. Like I said, he throws really hard. Um, yeah, just, I'm excited to, you know, get that opportunity. Well, I know you're prepared in all facets of the game, um, but, you know, looking on paper, this is, looks like it's going to be a strike, striking battle. Uh, but, you know, the, the the team that you train with are no slouches on the mat. Uh, you know, Devin Powell, Black Belt. Uh, you got some other guys in there that are, you know, high in the jiu-jitsu reins there. Uh, you got some great wrestlers coming out of that gym. Uh, who are some of the guys that, you know, not necessarily striking, uh, but, you know, helping you in your, in your wrestling game and all that? Because you never know. Your striking uh, together might, you know, might, might neutralize something. There might be some more, more you know, clinch work, uh, cage work, and maybe it'll hit the ground and surprise everyone. So who's giving you that work uh, during training camp? Yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing that up, Steve, because honestly, being a more well-rounded mixed martial arts fighter has been my, my goal since day one. Um, so I put in a lot of work in my wrestling and jiu-jitsu and judo game. Um, you know, Ross Danner, you know, cute. Lighting it up right now, uh, turning pro is lightweight, going after all the big names. He's my number one wrestling coach. So I, you know, I learned from Coach Ross every Monday and Friday. Um, David Burke, you know, savage, middleweight, coming down to welterweight, which is even scarier. <laughs> he's um, got, I think he's going, pro, he's going to probably go pro soon, though, I think. Uh, or, you know, down the line. You might be safe, but you might be going pro also. So that be, you know, that could be interesting. Yeah, um, but, you know, David's obviously an absolute savage, um, great wrestler. Josh Smith, again, wrestled at USM, another 170-er um, that I get to work with all the time that gives me those really hard looks. Kyle Hill, um, brown belt in jiu-jitsu, about to turn pro himself as a welterweight. I train with him every day. You know, we, we really train in everything with each other, learn pretty much every class with each other, work with each other. Um, so he's definitely my number one training partner. Um, and I, you know, like even Nate Grimard, you know, he's, he's a featherweight, but you know, really, really strong wrestler, um, make about to make his PFL debut. Um, so again, you know, he's someone else that gives me really good work in the room and, uh, gives me those ground looks. Excellent, my man. Well, as far as heading into this fight, it's cage Titans, man. It's going to be a third time there. 
Uh, crowds are electrifying uh, when you're walking to that cage. Uh, what's it? What, what's the feeling like? The anticipation. I mean, your last fight was at uh, Reality, where you were going into someone's backyard. Uh, this one, uh, you guys are both coming from New Hampshire. You both had uh, great, great knockouts at Cage Titans. It's for their amateur welterweight title, man. How do you think the crowd is going to be? And do you see a favorite here as far as crowd favorite walking in between both you guys? Um, yeah. So, I mean, first off, how I think the, the crowd's going to be wild, right? I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of it is just that, that final kind of boost you get from the crowd as you walk in there. Um, like, it's electric, man. Like, again, you feel it, like, you, you feel it even on the stairs walking into the cage, on the metal stairs, like, you feel the vibration. Um, yeah, like, it's it's so sick, man. I don't, like, you, again, fight, I fought at Mohegan Sun in front of 7,000 people, um, and it's it's not the same, man. It's not, like, the Cliff Memorial Hall, how everyone's stacked on top of you, it's just, it's so loud, um, and it holds, it traps sound in that room. Um, it's a, it's a intimidating, but super fun environment to fight in. Um, getting to the second part of your question, who's going to be the favorite. I mean, I'd like to imagine I'm going to be the favorite in this one. Um, I fought for cage Titans a little bit more. I'd like to think I'm a little bit more of a recognizable name, uh, to the cage Titans fans. Um, as far as like, you know, the general population of people that's going to be there. Um, you know, he's obviously going to bring a, a, a Great support system, I'm sure. I know he had a bunch of, you know, fans in the crowd last time that were super loud. I'm going to have all the crazy Nostos people in the Nostos section cheering for me, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll each get some equal representation, but I would imagine I'll probably get a little bit of a bigger bump from the crowd. Excellent. Well, I know you have, uh, you know, a lot of training partners helping you get ready for this fight. You talked about a, a few of them, but, you know, you had a bunch of them getting ready for their own fights. Uh, you know, Neff, you had a you know, couple, two or three on the, the, the last Neff card, which we always do. As far as this Cage Titans card coming up on the 22nd, do you have any training partners, other, other kind of affiliates that are going to be making the trek with you and fighting on the same card? Is it a, a, just you representing Nostos this time around? Uh, as far as representing Nostos, I might be the only one representing Nostos. Um, Robert Wustig, though, is down training with us right now. That's right. Um, from Syracuse, New York, he's going to be taking on Don Shanus, um, which is tough for me. I'm buddies with both of them. I, I got working <laughs> with Don before, and now I'm working a little bit with Robert. So I've just been, like, you know, walking my thin white line, like, you know, but yeah, so Robert's going to be down there. Um, Devin's not cornering him or anything again, because of our ongoing relationship with Don as well. Um, but our doors were open for him yeah. to come get some work. Um, so yeah, he'll, he'll be with me, you know, I'm not, you know, in the hotel room, cut weight, um, doing all that stuff. Um, but as far as representing Nostos, the gym, I believe I, I'm the only one on the Card, yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, a couple more things here, but you, you mentioned, uh, you know, cutting weight. Uh, you know, I seen you met you for the first time. I think it was at the last Cage Titans card. And I said, you know, let's definitely get a word. It's when this fight was announced coming up. Uh, as far as weight cutting, you seem like a big dude. Uh, you, you, you know, a tall dude, all that. Um, how was the, the welterweight division for you? I mean, you're a young amateur. You guys grow uh, down the line. Some people change, uh, you know, divisions as they turn pro. But how you feel? Uh, how comfortable are you in the the welterweight division? Knock on wood, right? It's been really, it's been really good. All my weight cuts have gone really, you know, pretty much perfect as far as you know a weight cut can go. Cutting weight sucks. 
always, you know, like I, I think even if you, if you cut two pounds, right, like it still is going to suck. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not awesome, right? Like I, I cut weight for sure, you know, like you, you've seen me in person, I'm a pretty big dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as getting to 170, I've never had any problems. Um, Devin sets up a really good plan for us. You know, he's had, you know, experience with the UFCPI and working with them. Um, so we have, you know, we got it down to a pretty good science at the gym as to exactly where we need to be as far as, you know, numbers moving down in the week, um, where we got to be that Thursday night to make that final cut um, into Friday morning. And yeah, I mean, it's it's not pleasurable, um, but it's, it's not super hard for me either. You know what I mean? I'm not dying. I'm not, you know, carrying on, um, anything like that. So, you know, it's, it's not, not the easiest, but it's, it's all right. Excellent. My man. Well, it's, uh, it's fight week starting today. Other fighters say, uh, fight week starts for the, the Friday before the fight because it's a full week. Uh, but for us media guys and cage Titans, this is, this is fight week. Uh, what's, what's left to do up until, uh, you know, weigh in. Sometimes they have the press conference, but, uh, you know, weigh ins on Friday. What's, what's left to do in the training camp before, you know, you step on scales. Yeah. I mean, as far as we're concerned, training camp's over for me. Um, training camp really ended for me, uh, Saturday. Um, Saturday was, you know, my last off doing any real like live work. Um, this week is just, you know, keeping the cardio up, um, doing a lot more like conditioning style classes, um, to a keep my body strong as I'm doing the weight cut. And again, just, you know, burn calories and keep pushing that weight. Um, and now it's just, you know, keeping things sharp, keeping things dialed in lots of pad work, lots of just, you know, flow drilling, which, you know, isn't the funnest. Um, at least not super fun for me, but, you know, flow drilling is super important for, again, just crisping everything up, making sure everything's there, you know, doing your basics, working on escapes, situational things that we think might arise. And yeah, you know, just making sure that we're ready for the, the big cut on Thursday. And that's really it. Excellent, my man. Well, uh, last question, uh, as always, man, uh, this is a huge, huge fight. <laughs> Huge amateur welterweight fight. You guys are both uh, KO artists here. Uh, you got a little more experience in the cage, but um, you know this kid coming in. I mean, he's uh, he's he's brought the crowd erupting in uh, in Plymouth Memorial Hall, just like you. So people are excited about this huge fight, as well as Cage Titans is. I mean, how do you see this fight going, and how do you expect it to go? I mean, of course you're confident. Uh, but I would imagine this is your most dangerous opponent to date. How you feel about this fight, and how do you think it's going to go in your way? That's a tough one to answer, honestly. Um, I don't, I don't know because I think it's really going to depend on the resiliency of you know my my partner in that cage there. Um, if Ozzy is as tough as you know I anticipate he is. Um, it could be a bit of a scrap, right? It might, it's probably going to be hard to get him out of there. You know, he, he doesn't look like someone that's going to take a knee and someone that's going to fold, uh, and someone that's going to, you know, necessarily quit on themselves in there. I have every intention of removing him from that cage when I'm in there. Um, so yeah, really, how long is it going to take for me to separate him from his consciousness? You know, um, a round, five rounds, whatever it takes, but you get him out of there. Excellent, my man. Well, my man, uh, a pledge. Oh, last question. Last question. Oh, I yeah. always have a last question, but I didn't mention it before. Before I let you give your shout-outs, uh, sponsors, social media, all that, the American Psycho, 
Where does yeah. that name come from? Uh, you know, a lot of coaches give you that name when you're walking down the, the, the you know, down to your first fight or whatever. Uh, but that name fits you, my man. And how did that, how did that name come about? So it's actually a really funny story because it's not based on like my psycho kind of persona I put on as I'm walking to the cage. Um, I was cutting weight. So I was sitting in the sauna and I had just released some fight shirts. So I was selling fight shirts at the gym um, and not my coach, Devin, different. Devin Richard is a, you know, another guy that trains at the gym with us. Uh, he just popped out back. He was like, Hey man, like you look like you're from American psycho on, on that t-shirt. And I was, you know, so that was like how it first got in my head. I was like, Oh, like, that was kind of cool. You know? Um, and then I'm at cage fighting's weigh-ins and you finish weighing in, you have to fill all your fighter paperwork. Uh, and Andy was always pushing people for nicknames. So he was, you know, giving me shit like, dude, how, like, how do you not have a nickname yet? You know, like with, you know, the way you act and your persona, I was like, ah, no one's giving me a nickname. So I was like, maybe you can give me a nickname, Andy. And he was like, ah, you know, maybe like, uh, and I, I started thinking about it and I was like, I did have this brought up to me the other day while I was cutting weight. I thought it was kind of cool, but obviously Stefan Bonner like that's very trademark and like you know calling yourself the American psycho at the time I was a you know 2-0 amateur so I was like yeah I think that might be kind of a stretch so I didn't feel confident about it um but Andy was like dude no like <laughs> that's perfect for you um and he was like you know like at the time Stefan Bonner hadn't died you know rest yeah. in peace he just retired um so he had said you know like Stefan you know he's He's retired. I'm sure there's plenty of other American psychos yeah. out there in MMA. Um, he's like, so I think you're you're totally good. Um, so Andy ended up giving me the confidence to write it down on paper, and that's how we how we got here, the American psycho. Hey, hey, I mean, it was an exciting uh, you know exciting time for him because he helped you with that name. But when he when he announced it, uh, you know he. he Andy's got some Bruce Buffer in him, man. On his fight night, Andy's definitely got some Bruce Buffer in him. How did that feel when he shouted that out for the first time? It was really cool, man. Um, I always kind of, like, again, I would say, like, when I'm most psycho, right, is that, like, pre-fight. Like, because you just, you're amped. Like, yeah. again, you got the crowd going for you. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It was something, something really cool about it. Like you said, Bruce Buffer-esque, like, to be in the cage and, like, hear my name and like, you know, my new nickname, you know, like, and, and it almost puts, I won't say it puts added pressure on cause I don't necessarily take it as like pressure, but it like also you have the name American psycho, like you got to represent, you know, like that's how I feel at least. Yeah. Like if I'm going to call myself the American psycho, like I'm going to walk around with that. Like I'm going to throw down, you know what I mean? I'm going to do everything I can to live up to that. So that also kind of, I would say almost in was inspiration and motivation for the first time. Like I was in there, you know, you hear it and it's like, all right, fuck, like time to be the American. Yeah. Psycho, yeah. You know? Time, 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 you know, time to live it up, man. Time yeah. to, you know, show what I'm made of, man. So, and you have my man. So with that said, bro, uh, I could keep you here all day talking about fighting and your career and everything, uh, you know, that we're, we're leading toward, but uh, I'm going to let you give you a shout out sponsors. It's fight week. Uh, I know you got a lot to do and prepare for uh, Friday weigh in. So shout out anything you want to do, social media, sponsors, uh, and I'll let you get out of here, my friend. 
Yeah, I mean, so first off, I'm covering it up, but I got my Fight Week haircut from 1886 Barbershop in Summersworth. Got to shout out the boys at uh, 1886. Always trying to keep me cleaned up. Again, American psycho-esque. <laughs> got to gotta stay sharp, right? Um, Hagen's Motor Pool, always been a supporter of the boys. Uh, Amy Lee's Therapeutic Massage, Bennett Property Development, mainly exotics, Nostos MA, of course. Um, McKinnis Quality Builders, uh, Hall Brothers Roofing, Middleton Chiropractic, Sneakers Graphics, uh, Premium Firewood Services, and uh, you guys, you know, at New England MMA. I appreciate you guys supporting me as well.